I'm Gary Erickson. And I'm Tyler Hogue. We became best buds through the heavy music scene. And now we're doing a podcast, breaking down our favorite bands, albums, and shows. This is All Consuming Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we are going to talk about metalcore. That's right. And the reason that metalcore is one of the best genres. (laughs) But uh, we're going to talk about Phineas, the fire itself. Yes. So this is our discussion episode. We're only staying high level, talking about our general experience. um, And then we'll do the deep dive next, which will be deep. That's right. So yeah. So Tyler, yeah. When was the first time you, I don't know, heard Phineas? Okay. Liked Phineas. So I actually have a story for the first time I heard them, and it was a long time ago. Um, this one guy, uh, I call him a friend. His name's Gary. Oh, you. <laughs> you text me. I was like, I was like doing like this. This. I was going to the gym and running, and I was like, Gary, I need some new music or whatever or something. Text. What you. year is this? This has to be, I think, like 2017. <clears throat> right okay. around there. Okay. Um, and you you text me two bands. You said you need to check out one, Wolves at the Gate. I think it was like Types and Shadows came out at some point okay. before that. And then you said Dark Flag by Phineas. Check it out. Two bands you need to be listening to right now. And you said and, no uh, to both and <laughs> went running to Taylor Swift or something. No, I so I, I put some of their stuff in my in my playlist. Um and Wolves at the Gate, like, kind of, like, stood out to me. I was like, oh, like, I like, I like, um, Asleep off of Shadows and, um, Types and Shadows. I liked Relief off of the 5x5, I think. I liked Dead Man. You know, all those ones that everyone likes from Wolves at the Gate. Sure. But Phineas, dude, I didn't put one Phineas song on my playlist. You didn't put it on at all? Or you I listened to and- it. No, no, no. So I listened, and I was like, I don't get it. Hmm. I was like, I just don't get What'd it. What'd you like, pick? You know, like the top songs or something? Or I, yeah, I, I click. I just went on that album, Dark Flag, and I kind of listened through it, and I was like, oh, I just don't get it. Like I, I know that they're super popular. You talked about them a ton, mm-hmm. right? And at that point, for some reason, it just wasn't clicking with me. And so fast forward. All the way until a few months ago, I still wasn't the biggest Phineas fan. Yeah. Makes me sad. <laughs> and so, like, it was like, it was kind of this, like, joke between me and you. Anytime, like, Phineas was on and we were listening to it, I would always say, when did Phineas get good? Because there were, like, parts of the song. I was yeah. like, man, this is awesome. And it would frustrate you. And you'd be like, dude, they've always been good, yep. man. Give them a shot. And I mentioned it on our Discord just briefly. I was like, hey, I don't really get the Phineas thing. I'm not a huge fan. And people, like, destroyed me, dude. (laughs) Yes. Like, they they literally were thinking, like, hey, if if you really don't like Phineas, I don't even know if you can host a podcast on Christian heavy music. (laughs) Right? Like... (laughs) 
There was there was one or two guys that don't like metalcore that were like, yeah, yeah Tyler, way to stick up, way to stick up for your beliefs. And, but yeah, yeah, you were murdered. And and so you guys, you and specifically, I think Jordan um, from Unworthy, from Unworthy mm-hmm. made a made a playlist, and I said, okay, I am going to really give it a shot. Okay. And so, so that was our playlist that was like, I think three or four of us did it. It was like, like 10 Phineas tracks you have to love. And, yes. and it's like, we just picked like, you know, I went from like, I think mostly the fire itself, but I picked like one track from every album at least. And I yeah. don't know what everyone else did, but. And, and I think that really was good because you do know what I like, right? Like, I feel like, you know, the type of music I was like, that I listened to. I was like, oh, this song. And I was like, but. That's a Gary song. Tyler will like <laughs> this song, and I, I, I did like it. My my list was catered to what I thought you would like, not what right. I like. And and for you, truthfully, like whenever we listen to a new album, like I can ask you, what do you think my favorite song is, and you pretty yeah. much nail it. It's the heaviest song on the album. Yeah, who's got right? the grossest like, <laughs> breakdown? <laughs> it's usually that. Yeah, one. And then I have to convince Tyler, like, there's this other song that's better, actually. And then, like, <laughs> over time... And over time, like, it gets... You're right. That is better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so I listened to these playlists, you know, and I actually gave it a shot. And I remember, like, especially The Fire Itself, the album, the songs from that album, mm-hmm. um, really, I started getting into it, and it clicked for me. Like, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is, this is like, Attack of the Wolf King Haste the Day guitars right this is kind of like august burns red like little pieces of that um and for some reason it clicked and the song that really clicked for me was dream thief from the fire itself and i was driving to fred meyer grocery store here in (laughs) in in washington state and i remember the breakdown from dream thief dream thief came on and it floored me i was like this is awesome this is like one of the best breakdowns i've ever heard yes and from that moment on like i'm like dude i'm i'm a phineas fan and now like i can't stop listening to them right on and i think i and this is kind of like bad i don't know if it's bad Uh (laughs) we're like album of the year 2021 and i you know i love idle threat yeah and we're like if if like EP of the year, you know, or sorry, album of the year, Idle Threat. I don't think I feel that way anymore. I think that's number two, and I think The Fire Itself is my favorite album mm. that came out in 2021. Well, I'm still sticking with Idle Threat. Great album, but man, like, this is close to, The Fire Itself is close to a perfect album for me. Close. It's close. What what's uh, what's lacking? I'm, I already know it. Okay. It's the one slow song, isn't it? <laughs> no, and it's not bad. Um, it's not even a, it's not even terrible. But like, I just think there's some parts where I'm. It's, it's like it's not it's bad, not fully, and it's not worse than bad. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's almost a perfect album. What is a perfect album to me? I don't know. Like maybe like, we will overcome by close your eyes or break. Can you listen to all of the fire itself? From beginning to end, without skipping a song. No. Mm. 
I'm really close. Album of the like, year. I'm really close. But you gotta skip a song. <laughs> yes, but I mean, okay, I have to do that for Idle Threat oh, too. Oh my gosh, it's like I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Gary, enough about me and my two months of Phineas fandom. Just a baby. What about what about you? When was the first time you heard about Phineas? So I heard Phineas uh, a long time ago. Um, I don't know. Twenty. Uh, we were in college. I saw a music video with Ryan uh, for I Am The Lion. When did that first? Yeah, The God Machine, 2011. Dang, 11 Jeez, years yeah. ago. That's when I first heard them. But, uh, yeah. And were you hooked right away? Well, not. I mean, they weren't like, uh, you know, immediate fall in love. There was like, on that album, there's probably like half of them that I really like. Yeah. Um. And on the few that came out after, I don't think any of the albums are perfect, but a lot of their albums have like a slow song that I really, really like and a heavy song that I really, really like. So at least two, probably more like five on each album. But, um, and it's weird because I'll listen to the whole thing all the way through and then someone's like, you know, what's your favorite song on that album? They're like, "Mm, I don't know, like three fourths of the way through. I feel like I really like something in here and like, (laughs) I have to like find it and be like, Oh, it's, it's this one. But, uh, yeah, I I wouldn't say I skipped them though. One thing I think they do really well. They're one of my favorite bands that makes acoustics of their own songs, right? Wolves at the gate does a great job at it too. Awesome. But yeah, I really like their acoustic work. They have like, two two acoustic eps that are just amazing but yeah for fire itself though uh so my first time listening to this album our discord did a listening party and i don't know maybe 12 people showed up you know who didn't show up you me yeah yeah because you're like (laughs) gary it's it's phineas i was like why are you guys so stoked about it's nine o'clock at night i'm i'm going to bed (laughs) like that uh midnight for the other people a lot of east coasters i was surprised they stayed up that late but uh yeah so we what we did is we had a bot played in one of our rooms and so we all got to listen at the same time and like every time a song started it was just everyone reacting with gifs and gifs whatever you want to call them Gifts. You know, it has to be constantly. Gifts. My wife says GIF, but dude, it's GIF. Let's not start this. I agree with you okay. though. GIF, GIF okay, is okay. the answer. Yeah, but yeah, so it, that was really fun listening, and so it, it gave it a different feel. Uh, obviously, when the singles came on, everyone knew the songs, and they're like, "Oh, this is a good one." And when the new ones came on and breakdowns happened, like everyone got to react together. It was it was pretty fun. We need to do more of those. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the the two that stuck out on the first listen um that were not the singles because obviously they don't stick out when i've heard them 20 times uh but dream thief and thorns i remember like when it was over i was like going to bed telling everyone good night like i know what i'm listening to tomorrow i'm gonna pay attention to these two songs because i love them and they're still really really great absolutely so yeah it's pretty cool like too like so now, like, obviously, like, the fire itself this is kind of different for me, but the fire itself, like, got me into Phineas now. And I just posted on Discord today, like, why did nobody tell me that Flesh Killer was such an awesome jam? 
Like, I, I get the experience of now going back and hearing all these Phineas songs that I ignored for so long. And, like, hearing them for the first first time with new ears. And at least the band is still around. Because usually when that happens with they you, are. the band's not around yes. and you're like... It's like, no! Why did this have to come out so long ago? Yeah. And I'm like, if you would have listened you know, it, to Gary, you would have enjoyed it. Yeah. I, for me, it's kind of, it's similar to Impending Doom. I think... It's so hard. Like, I, I feel like my music taste, like, wasn't... For some reason, for Phineas, I don't even really know. I think it was the technicality of the guitars, right? They're too good at guitar. Like, Dan Gailey, like, he shreds too hard. Um... And so I just felt like it was so technical. But you like I always Burns would say that they're so. I, I know, I know. I I don't get it. But like, I, that would be my reason. You'd say like, what what is holding you back from Phineas? Why and would I'm like, you love it? They're, they're <laughs> just too good for me. My brain can't comprehend it. That's I funny. I don't yeah. know. Matt Matt Carter so said like, the same thing on on labeled. He was like, really? It's too technical. It's too it's too smart. It's too fast. Yeah, like and and it's it's weird. I think maybe my musical taste has changed a little bit to where you know, like back then, dude, when like twenty eleven, twenty thirteen, even twenty seventeen, like I'm listening to for today, Sleeping mm-hmm. Giant, you know, hardcore breakdowns, that type of stuff, um, and that was like what I liked, yeah. and I I didn't really even. I didn't really branch out. Even like Impending Doom, like I wasn't into the deathcore part either. It took me a while to get there um, and fully appreciate it, which is really sad because like Impending Doom's the same way. Like, how did I miss all this amazing music and, you know, just jump in, you know, the last couple albums? And for Phineas, it's like I just jumped in for the fire itself. Where have I been this whole time? Yeah, and, you know, to your defense... When I told you to check out uh, Dark Flag, it, it I think yeah. it just dropped. And it did, yeah. that album got a lot of hate. Because uh, yeah. it was mixed yeah. a lot different. A lot more different. Differently. Yeah. Than yeah. their other stuff. Um, and I mean, so when you listen to the album by itself, you probably don't notice anything. But if you throw it in a playlist with other, other albums, it, it kind of sounds uh, old. And that was like their intention mm. was to like make it like classic haste today old school stuff. Um, yeah, metal yeah, metalcore. Yeah, and you know yeah. I think it's a little more I don't want to say simple, but uh, I don't know. I think once you know like the intention and the art design and the choice for what why they did it, I feel like you start to understand. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. I hear this now. I feel this instead of like. Here's the latest greatest in metalcore, which I think is what they did with the fire itself, right? Like modern, sure. latest, fast, yeah. technical, um, and Dark Flag was not that. And uh, but the super cool part is they got Jimmy Ryan from Haste Today on a song, and that song's like yeah. amazing. But uh, yeah, I I do feel bad when sometimes I like like when an album first comes out. And I like text people mm-hmm. like check this out, and then I listen to it and listen to it and I realize this isn't as good as their previous one. I should have told them to check out their previous one before they get to this <laughs> one. Like, you know, stuff like that. Like making suggestions is really like difficult for me because I'm like, what if they hate it? <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah, and I, I get that too. But like, 
you still like you, you listen to there's there's going to be something good off of it right like there's dark flag like you said there it might not be as good as the fire itself in our opinion but like looking back now there's a lot of awesome songs off there i don't know what even even that shouldn't have turned me off yeah i don't know why it, yeah totally. you know i don't know what's wrong with but, you man i don't know i i don't know you know but i have my sins now have been forgiven the sins of not uh liking phineas i have come to uh conversion now you don't I know like phineas i was excited fan. when you were like i thought you were messing with me when you were saying how good it was and like that you really liked it and i was like really though like do you but dude i i can't even explain how it clicked it's just like all of a sudden it all made sense and now like listening to it like i said like i hear a lot of august burns red i hear a lot of haste the day like metalcore and the technicality isn't doesn't bother me. I don't know why it did before. Yeah. Yeah, I really like so I also think it has a lot of O Sleeper feels to it. I think it's like Absolutely. that I don't know. Early twenty tens Metalcore when Metalcore is at the peak, but I think they they, they pushed yeah. it. And something that I don't think gets enough credit is the drums. Like the drums yeah. on this album are nuts. And sometimes I'm like, there's no way a human is doing that. And I maybe I'll look it up when we do the deep dive on s- some songs where it's like double bass pedals to quadruple bass pedals, Dude. back to double bass pedals. It, yeah. And I'm like, what is even happening? Like, it's really great. One thing that's crazy too, it's just crazy. You know, and, and there obviously are two guitars recorded mm-hmm. sometimes in some of the songs, but I mean, we're talking about a four-piece. Yep. Right? We're talking about a four-piece band um, with really one guitar player. And it doesn't sound like that. Yeah, I know in, in studio, okay. Sean did a lot of guitar work. But yeah. uh, I know that they, they, wrote, they made this album not with the intention of how do we play this live. They were like, we'll make really good songs then figure out how to play them live yeah so and i and i really like that i like the uh, i'm gonna regret saying this later i'm sure but the production heavy like quality first type of thing like get the media to be amazing then learn to play it live uh because the worst is like when you go to a show and you really like the band. You're like, dude, I never gave these guys a chance, and they are amazing. Then you go yep. check out their album, and you're like, this is not the band that I just saw on that stage. You know? Sure. But at the same time, you don't want to make something really amazing, and people go, this is the greatest band. Let's go see them live and be like, ugh, that trash. is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, this is something like I think for me now – there's a few bands that I'm like, I need to see them mm-hmm. live. Okay. Um, and I think right now Phineas for me oh, is the man. top. Like, this is who I need to see. And you know how many opportunities I've had to see them that I haven't gone and seen <laughs> them for? You you know? Like, it actually bothers me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, a, it's at least three. I know I tried to get you to go to a show and you didn't go with me. I went by myself. Oh, I took another friend, but. And like, I know that they were. They, they might have even came to the Tri-City. I know they came to Hermiston, which is, like, super weird, random, like, which is, like, a half an hour from me. I've never even um, heard of Hermiston. 
Hermiston, Oregon. Oh yeah, dude, it's like right huh. on the border. Um, but the, yeah, they went to Hermiston. I saw that, and like, I, I didn't have any like desire to even like go. Or when you invited me, I'm like, yeah. It was a school know. night, and like, yeah, it's a school night. I don't think I can do it. But like now, it's like, man, like, it bothers me that I turned those down because like how they're they're the band that I want to see. They're my top band I want to see. You know, there's other ones, obviously. Be sick to see Idle Threat or Bloodlines Mailing or whoever else, you know. Disaster, like, you know. My Children, My Bride Again. Uh, Close your eyes. Stop listing Furnace Fest oh. bands, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so you've seen them live a few times. Uh, only once. Once? Oh, I thought you went mm-hmm. twice. You're making me rethink, but I'm pretty sure I've only seen them once. And that's why I really wanted to go. It was like on a Tuesday night. But Where was it at? Small venue here called Whatever it was called at the time. The the Pin. This was like twenty eighteen. Yeah. And they were headlining, but it wasn't I think it was the Dark Flag tour, but it wasn't really the Dark Flag tour. because uh, they only played some songs mm-hmm. on that and they played a lot of their stuff. Um but uh, Earth Groans open for them. Another band open for them. So is Phineas, Earth Groans, and yeah, some remember. other smaller bands. That'd be pretty sweet. I definitely, like, looking back, like, definitely should have gone. I wish I would have gone. Because um, I, I haven't seen uh, Earth Groans either, and that'd be Yeah, I mean, sweet. Earth Groans put on a great show. Like, uh, So, like, I went there kind of early. I think it started at 8, because there's only three bands. And yeah. so I hung out and it was like empty. There's like 20 people there uh, for yeah. Earth Grounds. For Phineas, there was probably 40. Um, but so Dang. for Earth Grounds, though, you know, I'm like just sitting and leaning in the back up against the wall kind of thing. Arms crossed. Like I'm there to watch and judge, <laughs> you know, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't yes. feeling the take it shoving in. and stuff. And most people weren't shoving. Right. They're just standing there. And he was like yeah. really trying to get the crowd going, and like he like pointed at me and was like, "He's like, yeah, like come <laughs> Jeremy, on, get in the... here, everyone, get close, like get up here, let's do this." And he's the next song starts and breakdowns about to happen. He's like, "I want all you guys in the back." I'm like, "All you guys, it's me and Bobby." <laughs> like, yeah, so did you guys did. move up? Yeah, so much like stage pressure, you know? <laughs> like we didn't want to. But oh, so yeah, we got funny. close, and there's probably like three or four dudes shoving each other. So tiny, tiny place. Um, yeah. In between sets, I went and talked to him because they just signed to uh, Solid State. Earth Groans did, and right. we were talking about his Rahab album, and he was talking about the next stuff that they're working on, and it's dropping soon. And I think he gave me a sticker for free, and I bought a CD, played it in the truck on the ride home, and yeah, I mean. That's awesome. Great show, tons of energy, really friendly dude. Uh, but Phineas went up, and like I don't know, it's like people knew the headliner was up, and so like more people flowed into the bar. Um, hmm. but it was pretty cool. His dad was the merch dude. Sean's Sean's dad, yeah. So uh, I was dad. back there like talking to him, wow. and like, what's it like going on tour, like? He said, it's so much fun. It's a blessing to see your son go up on stage and play and all this. And I was like, man, that'd be really cool if, like, I could, my, my son gets in a band and goes on tour. And I'm like, 
I'm gonna just take a month off of work and travel the you know, be their merch dude. That's like yeah. actually super yeah. sick, like to think about Right, because they got to have a good relationship, yeah. obviously, for that to happen. Number one, the dad showing he's supportive yeah. of his son, and yeah, I mean, but the show cool. was great. Uh, Bobby had uh, not really heard of them, kind of, kind of like you. Um, yeah, and I remember, like, after the show, Bobby was like, "What album should I buy?" And I was like, "I don't know. Like, what do, do yeah. they only have? Dark Flag? What do they have?" And I went and looked. They have like every album, and <laughs> I was like. I don't know. That one's good. That one's good. That one's good. And he buys like three out of four of them kind of thing. Uh, oh, but Bobby really? really likes them now. Um, but uh, that well, I, I don't really remember the show that much. I remember mostly just watching Daniel play and be like, man, one yeah. guitarist is making all of this. Like, Absolutely yeah, and it, it was just nuts. I, like, there's not even a rhythm guitarist. It was bass, Dan, Sean, like... You know, I don't know who was on drums at the time, but it was probably Isaiah. Uh, yeah, and I was I was super impressed with the talent, and I was like surprised there's only yeah. forty people here, and I'm like, man, this should be at the Knitting Factory. Like, this is high quality yeah. like live stuff. I do remember Hell Below went nuts. Uh, like people moved, yeah. and it was awesome. And there was a part I don't know if it was that song or not, but his dad went up on the stage. With a big pink inflatable or inflatable like guitar, and like played along what? on the stage, and it was it was really goofy, really goofy. But that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Other than that, uh, don't really have any other memories with it. See, and I feel like now, like if you just look at their streams on Spotify, I mean, the fire itself has a few songs that have a yeah, decent yep. amount of streams, right? Like, um, they've definitely had this, this album was oh, very yeah. well received, I think, um, among a lot of people, a lot of crowds. And so like, just looking at it right now, you've got, you know, over a million, 1.3 million plays for eternally apart. You've over a million for in the night and you have a lot that are yeah. getting close to that. Um, and so maybe they can uh, the next time they do go out and tour, if they do a uh, the fire itself tour, maybe they do get to a bigger venue. And I I could yeah. not miss that one. That'd be cool. What That'd if they're so that uh, question mark at Furnace Fest? Dude, I already no no. See th that would be cool. Like that'd be awesome. But if I don't go to Furnace Fest, what's going to happen? That question mark's going to be something like Haste the Day reunion. <laughs> Right, <laughs> something that like I'll ne for today reunion, whatever it is, Sleeping like it's gonna giant. be like something like absolutely yeah. insane that like you only see once in your lifetime, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so fire itself, Gary. Um, if you were to pick three songs that you would like recommend to somebody, like a previous um, Tyler who was not anti Phineas but didn't really like Phineas. What three songs would you choose from the fire itself to show them? Um, I would pick my favorite songs. Um, okay, which are "Holy Coward" because of the those nutso guitar okay. riffs and the great guitar solos. Uh, "Eternally Apart" because it's like one of the I think it's a really well written song. It's got good singing, yeah. good screaming, lots of riffs, um, and then the heavy song "Dream Thief." 
that would be. Yeah, what would you pick I for like your? It. I am now a follower of Phineas. You I would for sure too. One hundred percent. I would say Dream Thief, uh, the fire itself, and then I have to decide between Thorns and Eternally Apart. Um, both I think are awesome. Um, the the only thing about Eternally Apart is, and I love I love that it's five minutes, but it's a five minute song, right? So if you're trying to convince somebody. Those five minutes better better be convincing. That that stuff never bothers me. When someone's like, "Check this I out," I I give it thirty seconds. Yeah, thirty seconds. And like, okay, so you hear eternally apart. I'm hooked you're hooked on for the thirty first seconds. Tone. I really like how it starts with that oh, acoustic okay. guitar. It's like a heavy reverb. Yeah, it's like an it's definitely different. Acoustic. It's interesting, but yeah. and then how it transitions, like what, ten seconds into an electric with the same riff, like, I'm like, uh, yep. wow, this is amazing. Like, this is how you start an album. Like, I'm already like feeling this. Let's, yeah, yeah, I'm hooked. But there are people out there who think acoustic doesn't belong in metalcore. I used to be one of them. <laughs> um, and. Then there's also people that just, you know, guitar riffs and not riffs, right? Like technical um, chords. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's still a riff if it's picking a lot, but, you know, that's just not their style. And I think that's you. And I think if I said, right. Tyler, they're like check me. out the they want... apart, you'd get one minute in and be like, what else you got? Yes. When do they start screaming? Yes, exactly. Like, oh, that's like a minute 50. Okay. <laughs> Where's the breakdowns? You know, where's the the riffage? And it's true, you know. I think that's part of it, but now like listening to Eternally Apart, it's not it's not my favorite song on the album, but it's one of my favorites. It's so good. Like it's it's definitely a non-skip, right? Um and once it transitions into like the super awesomeness, like and this is getting to the deep dive, but like when it transitions and the screaming does start, and the the other, the heavy part of the song starts. It's so good, and it's just yep. it's a great song, right? Like the whole thing's great. Um, it's interesting we talk about heaviness because I've been absolutely destroyed on Instagram yes, about have. heavy music. I I even said something before you posted <laughs> it. <laughs> you did. Oh, okay. No, I yeah, no. I it's after you. I posted it. Yes, and so, okay, we're all consuming podcasts, all consuming heavy music. In our bio, it says, like, the heavy music scene. Christian heavy music scene, right? And, like, what is heavy music? Okay, to some people, if you say heavy music, it's, to them, has to be chemicals. They mean... There's no other, like... That's what they think heavy is. The absolute heaviest, right? So if if you say Emery... Or if you mm-hmm. say a day to remember, or whatever else you know um, that has yeah. cleans Ew. also in it, clean like you're you're going to be destroyed. And so we posted this don't, this don't reel, or I posted this I reel. I was no part of. Um, I was no part the, of the day to remember post. <laughs> it's the it's the office dinner party scene, and, and Jan is dancing to her um, assistant yeah. Hunter's music, right? So I took that scene and I put it to a day to remember song and 
it has a groovy chorus that's like poppy, right? But they're like dancing and kind of vibing to it. It's like, this is perfect. And then the breakdown happens and everyone's like, this is awkward in the scene. It looks really awkward. And that was like the the point behind it. It got heavy. So I will say the music fits really good with that clip, right? Like I, I, it fits really, really good. Like it's the same rhythm and people's reactions happen at really good times and stuff. But I think everyone's biggest issue is that big (laughs) text at the top, you know, it's like, you know, you show your normie friends, your heavy music or something. Right. (laughs) When you're the only one at the party that likes heavy music. I read that and I'm like, it's like one of the data members, like softest (laughs) heavies, softest heavy. No, it's not the softest song. Their first album was softest heavy song. Sure. We're not heavy. Right. Common courtesy. Yes, is it like, is the first album where they know, kind of, everyone was like, what yes. are they doing? Where's the screaming? Where's, and, and yeah. so, yeah, Tyler did that. And I texted him. I was like, and you picked that song. <laughs> and you said that. And then in my mind, literally I scoffed. I was like, <laughs> whatever, Gary, no one's going to think that. Yeah. This is yeah. perfect. And I posted it, and now it's gained like yeah, it's traction. Like, it's like there's over a hundred thousand plays. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's mad at Tyler for. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. I'd say it's fifty fifty, Gary. There's like there's definitely people that like it and comment and say, ah, it's me. And there's like you know there's three thousand plus likes on it, but then there's like for every like there's a comment it seems like that says you're such a poser this isn't heavy music oh my gosh you guys like it's it's a real why are you so hung up on this you know yo and someone got even in an argument with kingdom core on that reel like it just got crazy like the data maybe we just don't use a data remember anymore for reels (laughs) that's the lesson we learn here i don't know if they're the we've done it twice now i think the problem is saying (laughs) such a heavy song like it had all I know, but it, it just. I never like said that. Be, I felt like you were, it was going to be something so brutal, <laughs> just pig squealing and all this, and it's like, oh. <laughs> but like in my mind, like sure, heavy, yeah. like it's I mean, just to this most broad people, term. they're going to be like. But in other people's minds, oh, that not. song has screaming. That's that's a, that's too heavy. That's terrible. And to yes. a lot of people like us, we're going to be like, this isn't he- like this is just. Tapping your toe in the heavy water. This is like, pop. That is not heavy, right? But yeah, I think to the yeah, general public, I made a comment. Yeah, it's, it, heavier, it's heavier than your Taylor yeah. Swift. Heavier than Justin Bieber, not as heavy yeah. as Impending Doom. <laughs> there's there's your uh, spectrum right there. <laughs> and like this album, I think is technical. I think it's fast paced. Like the BPMs, like good luck finding yeah. like a old man dancing video to sync it to because no one dances <laughs> that fast. Um, it's yeah. a very cohesive album, right. sonically pleasing, lyrically good. I think it's refreshing for metalcore. I think metalcore has been getting pretty stale. Absolutely, and I feel like yeah. when this came out, it was like metalcore is still relevant. And yes, I, I totally, I totally agree, and I think. I think this is a really good thing too. Like, it's not just like you said. It's not about the heaviest song. It's about a complete album, right? And these songs are complete too. Like, um, when you think of Thorns, for example, okay. And we're gonna get into deep a deep dive too um, later. But like Thorns is a great example yeah. of 
the mix of both. I wouldn't say it's like the heaviest song ever, you know, but it definitely has some heavy parts, but it's also just yeah. a complete song and it's it's refreshing for sure. It's metalcore and it's what we 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 love. We love metalcore for that reason. It's not just the most brutal thing ever. It's, you know, there's going to be some cleans, yeah. but it's going to be awesome guitars, right? And I think Dan Gailey like is the epitome right now of like metalcore guitarist. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, this album's great at dude. like melodies yeah. with vocals and the electric guitar and like they take their turns like sharing the space yeah. and it's it's just really well done but and i get to backpedal a little bit i do get writing the one brutal heavy song yeah right because that's how you go to someone and say hey have you yeah. heard of bloodlines check out this song featuring brooke reeves you know and people go oh my gosh that's amazing right yeah i'm gonna listen to the rest of this ep now yeah. You know, so I get it as as a hook as like a marketing thing, but I feel like a lot of fans are just like gatekeeping on that. Right? That's not heavy. Let me show yeah. you what's heavy and they send you a bunch of songs that you're never going to listen to and makes you dislike every band that they mentioned and, you know. You know, and gatekeepers I think are part of the reason like we always like are talking about or are wondering um, so what happened to metalcore or what happened to rock even like why, how, how has it become such, you know, a back burner genre in the mainstream, if you think about it. And I think there's a lot of reasons why. Um, but part of it is, is this gatekeeping idea. Like there's not enough room for these other bands. Like if, if you don't like, you know, when, so when bands go soft, okay. Or they change, they don't do exactly what you want. Well, okay yeah. but what about other people that do like that they're not allowed to enjoy into what the, into the group yeah right you know and i think about that too like okay so idle threats a good example or close your eyes or a day to remember right all these bands that are uh -huh. like in between i would say they're they're definitely not like the heaviest or emery but they do sure. are in the heavy they dabble in heavy music in a sense like there's some unclean vocals there's some breakdowns right but other people aren't going to like that right and so in phineas right now like you think about yeah. phineas there it's not deathcore right it's metalcore like we're talking about guitars that are super technical we have clean singing and there's a lot of parts that are just not super heavy they're heavy is does that mean that if people like phineas and metalcore that they can't be a yeah. part of the heavy music scene i don't know no i, get I don't know it. yeah and it's it's, it's different i think you have a good point on like what happened because it i mean everyone our age i feel like yeah. is like i'm putting a yeah. blanket statement everyone our age but a lot of people our age are the metalcore type of people yeah. you know we grew up in the where you yeah. know metalcore was starting and it was like a part of our childhood and it's nostalgic and it's awesome it's you know the genre's been around for 20 years or so and i think it's still going right. good but yeah you kind of get these people that it's probably going to be deleted but you know the gatekeepers that say yeah. you know you can't like this band that's not heavy or they insult people or make fun of them for liking a band like and, it, and th those people yeah. are like, okay, yeah, yeah, now yeah. I'm not going to tell you any other bands I like. And they kind of become closet fans. And right. so because they're not part of a community and sharing what they like, 
you know, they move on to another community of a different kind of music that they get into. Because, I mean, let's face it, not everyone likes just one genre. So out of the rabbit hole of gatekeeping and elite elitism and that, back to Phineas. Um, I really hope that this episode and our deep dive um, helps convince people how good Phineas is. Uh, because I think this album yes, is a perfect album. As in, no skippable songs, they're all enjoyable. Um, I wouldn't say every song is a perfect song, but album overall, like, really good. Sure. Um, and I think, I think they deserve to have even more plays than what they have. Like, I think they should be way more popular. And so I'm hoping Absolutely. that we can regain that hype. Um, especially if they they go on a tour or something real soon. Uh, I I know they played uh, the Silent Planet yeah. um, album release show in California, and I, but I don't know if they've done anything since yeah. or what they're doing. But it'd be really cool to see more people get into them, and I hope I hope we can convince some of our listeners to check out Phineas and enjoy yeah this album as much as we do because it's it's good. It's it's so good, dude. It's so good. And if like we talk about things that came out of the pandemic, like the pandemic sucked, but like there was some good music, and this is an, a great example of amazing music that was yeah. Written and they and they were saying at least uh, during the pandemic, like because of the pandemic, they didn't feel rushed. They like redid songs over and over until they got yeah. it exactly how they wanted, it and they took their time. And I think it really shows like. What they put out is some high-quality, intentional music, and it's really good. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so that wraps up our, I was about to say deep dive, but our discussion (laughs) on Phineas, the fire itself. Yeah, and if you haven't yet, follow us on Instagram. Go check it out. Um, We try to put out some awesome content for you guys and also episode reminders so make sure to go do that. Yeah, and if you like what we're doing, support us on Patreon. Uh, buy us a cup of coffee, whatever. Yep. Um, help us, encourage us financially to keep doing what we're doing. Um, <laughs> and you know, and join our Discord. We talked about it a couple times on this episode. Um, yeah. it's it's a pretty fun community. We goof around a lot. There's a lot of uh, verified bands on our server. Yes. Uh, there's Ninja Loot, Lazarus Complex, Nocturnal Servant. Blue Fire Horizon, Life Avenue, Symphony of Heaven, The Undertaking, and Unworthy. There's a few other bands and side projects of people in there that um, aren't verified, but they post stuff and promote things, and people share their game streaming, and we have some YouTube guys on there, uh, like The Gentleman Show, you know, The Riff Chicken. Uh, It's, yeah, it's a fun community. We just goof off and share music we like and talk about things, so... If you're looking to be part of a metal community uh, where we share our faith in Christ and, yeah. you know, want to talk about whatever. So, uh, yeah, that's it. All right. See you guys. Thank you for listening.